Have you ever wanted to travel the world? Have you ever thought about leaving it all behind and starting fresh? Booking a one-way plane ticket with nothing but a backpack. In this episode, you will find out how and why I chose to do just that. At the end of this episode, you will know what the top three lessons I learned were throughout my four-year travel journey. Welcome back to the podcast or welcome to those just tuning in for the first time. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're in your car, on a walk, at home, at the gym or at work. I'm very grateful to have you listening to this podcast and I hope it delivers some value and insights that can be beneficial to you in some way. My goal with this podcast is to help you become the best version of yourself and be the person you truly know you should be. In whatever way you want to grow, I can guarantee you'll take something out of these episodes. Whether that's how to manage and have more energy, turn failure into opportunity, how minimalism can change your life, or how to travel the world simply. The focus of this podcast is fulfillment, health, growth, breaking comfort zones, and experimenting. If this sounds like you, then you're in the right place. A lot of you asked me to give you a taste of the episodes to come, so here they are. The titles go as follows. Things I wish I knew before I started traveling. How I traveled the world with a small backpack. Why I chose traveling over formal education. I spent $17,000 on seminars, dot, dot, dot. That is the title. Running a company at 21 years old, what I learned why I left my dream job to travel the world. $20,000 saved to $0 in six months. Hitting rock bottom. And last but not least, how I got out of my darkest time. All right, so let's jump right into it. Who is Alex Normandid? My four-year travel journey and what I've learned. So this is my story, guys. However, the goal of this is not about me just telling you my story. The goal of this is to explain my story so you can take bits and pieces away from it, learn from my failures, learn from my successes, and apply it to your own life. This isn't just about travel. It's also about mindset and getting out of your comfort zone. All right, so who is Alex Normandin, other than me, the host of this podcast? Let's start with the basics. I was born in the beautiful city of Winnipeg in Canada. I come from a French-Canadian family with some Lithuanian background. I was raised simply. I went to a French immersion school and lived your normal Canadian life. I played hockey, of course, like all of us Canadians, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, which is actually, fun fact, the national sport of Canada, in case you did not know, it's not hockey. And I was pretty hardcore. I was pretty, yeah, I was a pretty hardcore gamer when I was young, so... I missed that. Anyways, I loved school up until around grade 10 or 11. I started falling asleep in class. My grades went down and down as every year passed. And I lost my love for growth and learning. So where did I turn? I got into drugs, marijuana, MDMA. I started going to raves. Yes, I got my eyebrow pierced. And this was a long time ago. This is not me anymore. And I had a couple of very close calls with the police. Now, after a very eye-opening experience, I went to a music festival in Western Canada, and I 
was super duper close to overdosing. And since that point, that was kind of the fuel that started this, this journey for me. So after that time, after that happened, I totally quit drugs. I was done. And I kind of went on my self-development journey since then. I've been put in handcuffs for street racing. I've been pulled over with friends that were drug dealing. And that is just not a part of my identity anymore. But throughout all of this, I was sitting in class, deep in thought, in high school, thinking there must be more to life than this. This is not what makes me happy. There has to be something else. I don't know who I am or even what I want to study. And choosing to go to university and study when I don't even know who I am yet just didn't feel right to me. So I chose to pass on the traditional route of life. And I decided to do whatever the fuck, pardon my French, I felt like in the moment. As soon as I turned 18, I took a bartending course. That's what I wanted to do. And right when I finished, I got hired at Stereo Nightclub, which was the biggest electronics dance club in my city. I was pumped. For me, I was 18. And I saw this as partying sober and making shit lo loads of money. After that bad experience with drugs at the music festival, I decided to quit forever. So this was the perfect opportunity to work at this club at this time. I learned so much about sales, promoting, and behind the scenes of a nightclub. I still wanted to grow, and I knew that there was still more to life than this. And I am a strong believer that the universe happens for you, not to you. I met a guy named Dave at one of my other jobs. I loved his energy and his view on life. He, had, he just had a different vibe to him than most people. So I started asking questions. Eventually, I got his backpacking story from him. I was 18 years old, and I had no idea what this backpacking thing was all about. Zero idea. He explained it to me, and I instantly fell in love with this minimalistic style of traveling. I then committed, and there I was going to do this backpacking thing. I committed on the spot. I said, this is it. This is what I want to do. I found a friend from high school and sold him on the idea of backpacking, and he was sold. He, he, we bought matching backpacks and we started to plan. Our two choices were either Asia or Australia. And we chose Australia because it felt safer to start with than Asia. So for anyone wanting to go to Australia and work for a year, it's far, far easier than you may think it is. My visa was literally accepted in 20 minutes. And after it was accepted, you still have a full year to enter the country. And only when you enter the country, your visa will start. So I saved up as much money as I could. I had $0 in September 2015, and I ended up leaving on November 30th the same year with about 4,500 Canadian after the flight, visa, and insurance costs. I had a beautiful, loving girlfriend at the time I left, but something was calling me to get on that one-way plane to Australia. The plan was to stay for two to three months. Little did I know I was getting myself into a three-year Australian journey. And I tried the long distance relationship, but it just was not working. And I knew deep down I wasn't coming home. So we broke it off. And in that moment, I finally realized what it truly felt like to be free. The Alex in high school that was sitting in class thinking there's something more to life had finally found it. I never felt so free in my life. So at the young age of 19 years old, the four year travel journey began. I started off the journey in a place called Melbourne, as us Canadians would say it, or the Aussies say it like Melbourne. Anyway, it was an amazing place and I met a great group of people and we all decided to buy a 
East Coast travel package, including all the top places in Australia and more. It was $3,000 to do that. And I only had about $4,000 at the time, but I thought to myself, fuck it, what's the worst that can happen? We went skydiving, scuba diving, took a small plane to an island where I got stung by a jellyfish. We went on a sailing cruise, went to surf camp, and the list goes on and on. It was life-changing. After our East Coast journey finished, it was time to work. So my travel buddy and I decided to go work on a banana farm. That was a wild experience. So my job on that farm was a banana humper. And it's not the humper that you're thinking. It is the one who is responsible for holding the bunches of bananas and putting them onto the tractor. To almost getting bit by one of the world's most venomous snakes, to getting fired from my job for talking back to the most racist boss I've ever met in my life. My travel buddy still had his job on the banana farm, but it was another farm. So we parted ways and I left. Money was running super low. I had about $600 left at the time. So I decided to hitchhike from where I was living up north to a place called Cairns or Australians say it like Cairns, mate. How you going? <laughs> anyway, sorry, funny joke. And that was to catch a flight to meet my brother. So I couch surfed for two weeks until he decided to get on the plane to Australia. Now, getting fired was truly a blessing in disguise. I convinced my brother to fly from Canada to Australia to travel in a camper van with me and two girls for 30 days. It took some time, but I eventually sold the idea to him. We met in Western Australia in a city called Perth, or how Australians say it, they say Perth. Little did I know I was going to open a company there in two years from that time, which was just kind of crazy. We picked up my brother from the airport in the camper van. And just like that, we were off. It was one of the most greatest trips of my entire life to date. We decided to go into the middle of Australia. Now, Australians call it the outback. Or if you're from North America, you call it the country. Now, this outback was kilometers and kilometers and kilometers of red colored sand and dust. But it was great. It was just that. And we were on our way to a place called Uluru. Now, Uluru is that big red rock that you see in like most of the Australian photos. And if you don't know it, you just look it up. It's U-L-U-R-U. Now, we ended up breaking down about 400 kilometers west of it. The sun was setting and we were in the middle of nowhere. All we could see was flat land, red dust, and highway. We camped out on the side of the road for the night and we found help the next day. Now, that help came at the low cost of $2,000. So we got our van towed out and we ended up in Alice Springs where my brother and I decided to fly to Sydney for his final week in Australia. I was super low on money. My brother and I decided to get matching tattoos. Luckily, he paid for it. Thank you, brother. His name's Connor. Shout out to him. And we had an amazing last week together in Sydney. Now, the week quickly ended. We said our goodbyes and I was alone across the world with very little money left. I remember calling my dad and saying, hey, dad, what's up? Uh, yeah, my Australian journey is over. I am almost out of money and I want to come home right now. He said, son, I understand. Look, just find a place to stay for a couple of weeks. And if you still feel the same after that, then come home. And I said, all right, what's the worst that can happen? Let's do that. So I found a place to stay with a very dear friend of mine, Antonio from Germany. We found a super cheap place in Chinatown, right in the middle of the city of Sydney. And it was two of us and 10 other people in a two-bedroom apartment. So it was six people per room. 
Now, there were cockroaches everywhere. It was still to this day the most disgusting place I've stayed in in my entire life. So there I was, almost out of money, in a disgusting apartment with no job. And I remember walking into the dining room and seeing this box. And that box had the name HelloFresh on it. It was perfectly placed under a bright light shining from the sky. I asked my roommate, what's in the box and what's it for? He said, oh, one of our other roommates works for them. It's a food delivery company, so they give you recipes with every ingredient you need to cook it. And after eating tuna pasta and noodles for the past six months, my taste buds started to tingle and I loved this idea. I thought the idea was amazing and I had no idea how to cook. And by the way, this is not an ad for HelloFresh. I just, this, this was a part of the story. He eventually came home. He offered to cook HelloFresh with me and I loved the idea so much. He then offered me an interview at the company to become a sales rep for them. I thought to myself, well, uh, it's healthy food. How hard can it be to sell? I needed to dress in business clothes for the interview. So I went to Target to find the cheapest outfit I could possibly find. I remember checking my bank account at this time and there was around like $93 left to my name. So I came out of there with about $40 worth of clothes. I went to the interview the next day and I got the job. I was so excited. The start of my Australian journey has begun, or at least my working journey. Oh, and did I forget to mention this job was commission only and zero hourly wage? Yep. So here I am, $50 left to my name, super excited to go out there and sell this product. I go into my first day with someone around 20 years older than me, yet I was so excited I had about five times the energy that he had. I was like a puppy having his first day at the dog park. So we drove one and a half hours to a shopping center to go out and sell this thing. So nine hours later, I walked out with a massive zero dollars. You would think that I would be sad. You would think I would be pissed off. You would think I would be frustrated, but I was not. I made zero dollars that day and had the best time of my life. I got so out of my comfort zone. It was freaky. So $50 to my name and I made zero dollars. Woo hoo. Go Alex. You rock. But I was so damn committed to learning this sales thing. And long story short, I kept going into every single day with the same energy I had on my first. I didn't have the skills for it yet, but I was so damn committed to making this work. Now, at the same time, my parents were so, they were both worried sick as I was working commission across the world by myself. I gave it my everything. I surrounded myself with people who were making a lot of money. I copied their style. And on my sixth week in the company, in six days, I made 1500 Australian dollars, Canadian dollars, so about a thousand euros. Woohoo. Finally, after six to seven days a week, giving 110% into learning this, it finally paid off. Now, I stayed with that company for about two years after that. The rest is history after that moment, but I'll explain in another episode what happened after that and how I ended up running a company two years later. So, what did I learn from that experience? I would say my top three takeaways looking back on this journey were this. Number one, wherever you are, be there 100%. Worrying has never changed anything for me. No matter what the conditions are, all the unfair things that are happening to me, just be there. Life happens for you if you truly believe it. Do what feels right to you instead of listening to the opinions of others. So that is my first takeaway from this adventure. Number two, all growth comes from leaving comfort zones. Try new things. Do shit that makes you feel uncomfortable. 
but obviously be wise. Don't do dumb shit, but do shit that makes you feel uncomfortable. Follow the fear. You never know where the fear might lead you. Takeaway number three from this journey is backpacking and traveling isn't nearly as difficult or scary as I once thought it was. So there it is, guys. If you listen until the end, I salute you. I hope by listening to my story, you thought about your own story and can take at least one lesson from this episode and apply it to your life. So that is it for today's episode. This is the first episode of the podcast. It would mean the world to me if you guys could share this with your friends, if you feel like it is valuable to you or them, share it with your family. And if you want to hear more of these, I'm going to be releasing one episode a week, one episode a week. Please subscribe if you want to hear more. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate your time. Ciao. Until next time. Thank you.